2: Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number three... Oh, God, I lost track while I was away. 360s, my guess, of Locked On Raptors for, you would know, Um, of Locked On Raptors for Tuesday, July 17th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of LockedOnRaptors.com and RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. We can find links to every single episode. Of course, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network across the board. It's a great resource if you want to get a local perspective on all the stories going on around the league. I'm sure Locked On Lakers is full of conversations about why, LeBron decided to go to LA and all that fun stuff that everyone loves talking about Uh, and other stuff across the network for all the teams that are doing stuff if you want to listen to the Bucks show to hear about the Jabari Parker fallout make sure you listen to Frank Madden and Eric Name on that show, lots of great hosts across the network for you to check out and if you find a show that you like including this one, subscribe to it on iTunes, leave a rating or review It's the best way to support the show as always all right. I'm back from vacation, it's been a long time, I was gone for like two weeks, Uh, it was wonderful i'm kind of sad to be back but uh we have some stuff to talk about today on the podcast and it's a three-man show today to talk about a very important story that's going on the raptors may or may not be involved in something big uh we're gonna talk about that and joining me to do that is first up vivek jacob who co-hosted admirably while i was away how's it going man
4: pretty good Sean. hope you had a great vacation Uh, Good to have you back
2: it ruled pretty hard. Uh, I, I didn't, I, I'm not going to lie, I didn't listen to the full episodes you did, but the parts that I did listen to, you did a very good job. And uh, I'm, Thank you. Yeah, th- thanks for filling in uh, for me during those couple weeks. It was great. I'm sure the listeners appreciated getting away from my dumbass, rambly voice, so... That's good. And uh, also joining me on the show today for his first appearance on the show, I believe, from Raptors Republic, the guy who single-handedly is responsible for Kawhi Leonard being the Vegas, or the Raptors being the Vegas favorites to land Kawhi. At least that's how I'm reading it. It's Anthony Doyle. How's it going, man?
0: I'm doing good. How are you, Sean?
2: Pretty good. Uh, Yeah, you definitely are, your trade ideas and conversations are, are, I, I think, a big reason why the Vegas odds went up for the Raptors to get Kawhi Leonard, which is what we're here to talk about today. Kawhi Leonard... Uh, for a couple of days, it was kind of quiet there. And then yesterday, Zach Lowe went on his podcast with Brian Windhorse. And in a like unbearably vague and short segment at the end of the podcast, as they were trying to get out because they had to give the studio over to somebody else, they mentioned the Raptors kind of being in the driver's seat for Kawhi Leonard. That was the quote that Brian Windhorse uttered uh, near the end of that podcast. And Zach Lowe responded by saying, That's very much not a joke, it's not something to be taken lightly. The Raptors are involved for sure, and it's uh, it's it's kind of re-kickstarted this entire conversation and the entire day today has been an exercise in uh, getting updates from Woj on Twitter and them not being tweets about Kawhi to the Raptors and then being upset about it. So uh, I want to talk about all angles of this. I haven't really talked about it since I was away. It came out sort of in the middle of last week while I was traveling, and I didn't really have that much to say about it because I didn't think it seemed all that real, but I guess this is where we're here now, so let's talk about it. Vivek, let's start with you. I guess this is sort of the the biggest question with, with the Kawhi thing is sort of philosophically how you think the Raptors are kind of prepared to assume the risk that is making a deal for Kawhi, who's on an expiring contract... And is going to be a free agent next summer And who is very sort of vague With what he wants to do Or maybe not at all Maybe he just wants to go to the Lakers And that's what it is We don't know what's going on with his uncle Or his agents or whatever His injury seems to be less of a concern now But that's also still on the table So philosophically Where do you stand, Vivek On the idea of the Raptors Taking on that risk And making a deal for Kawhi right now?
4: Yeah, I think at the end of the day It just comes down to Who is included in the deal mm-hmm. um, I thought Woj's report was interesting today because it sounds like the teams that are in play want to see at least what he looks like at the Team USA training camp. And mm-hmm. I I don't think that should be overlooked because, yes, the Kawhi that we've seen as a top five player in the league, hands down. I mean, on his best nights, he might even be the best two-way player in the league. Um, but I think it's one of the things that was mentioned in the report is the injury may have pushed him to a point where he's maybe not a top 5 player, but a top, you know, top 10, top 15, top 20, and I think that's something that you still have to evaluate mm-hmm. um, in terms of judging how much you give up, how much is too much. Um, so I'm not on board with the sort of, you know, just give up whatever you have to because this will be uh, the best player in franchise history um, for one season. So um, I'm still sort of on the fence in terms of what the deal might look like. I know Zach Lowe sort of suggested a DeRozan, Siakam, and a first-round pick. Mm -hmm. I think I would feel comfortable with that, you know, as long as Kawhi looks like Kawhi at the training camp. Um, But, you know, based on the other stuff we've seen with the Lakers and the Sixers and the type of stuff that the Spurs have been asking for, uh, it, it seems like the Raptors would need to give up a lot more than that.
2: Yeah, uh, it's such a weird thing because we don't really know what these teams are offering. I mean, there's been a lot of different dudes thrown out just names from the Lakers, and Brandon Ingram seems to be off limits, and apparently other, other guys are now too. And, you know, for a lot of these teams, especially the Lakers, who seem like they are in the running to get him next summer anyway, I can see why they might be holding back a little bit, and that is exactly sort of the climate that leads to the Raptors potentially being able to get in here, because in a vacuum, they can't match a lot of these trade offers from these teams that are kind of listed, whether it's the Celtics or the Sixers or even like the Suns, for example. They were in that report today as well. Um, Anthony, I'll, I'll throw the same question to you that I did. Vivek, where are you sort of philosophically on the idea of the Raptors taking on that risk? You know, Yes, the, the, the guys that have to give up sort of factors into this, but just in terms of the... You know, the, the the potential of losing him after a year. Like, how does that all weigh on your mind?
0: Well, for me, I think the Raptors kind of have this two-year window anyways. Like, yeah. two years from now, DeMar could opt out. Lowry's out, off his contract. DeBock is off his contract. This court kind of ends at that point. So, for the Raptors, they're staring a rebuild, in, or a mini-rebuild at least, in the face in a couple of years. And so... If you trade for Kawhi and he walks in a year, all you've kind of done is bump that rebuild up a little bit. The question is, how many young guys are you giving up? How many draft picks are you giving up to get there? Mm-hmm. And the big one to me is, I wouldn't give up any first-round picks after uh, next year.
2: Right. Yeah, I that's, think yeah. So that's
0: probably the most important part. And it, it would hurt to give up OG, but I mean... OG's best-case scenario is he becomes Kawhi, and I don't even know that that's really that likely.
5: No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live.
2: I would argue it's probably not, considering Kawhi is a top three MVP candidate, and just the odds are against OG becoming that. It just I love OG. I really do. And this kind of is where I'm thinking, it just the, the way... The, sort of building the package to send away. And I was having a Twitter conversation last night with somebody, I can't remember who, um, just in the DM, someone just DM me out of the blue to kind of talk about Kawhi. And I was like, yeah, I could talk about this. This is cool. Um, and, yeah, I, I just – I kind of am on the idea like, – Vivek, you, were, uh, you said you were kind of on the fence of like, oh, give up everything or don't. Like, I just kind of think you just do it and give up what the Spurs want because I think – like you said, Anthony, where the Raptors are in their sort of window, their trajectory, this is the year to do it. This was always gonna be, be the year to make an all-in move. Like regardless of what happened last season when they won fifty-nine games, like 2018-19 was always the year that you circled the calendar as the year where you have an extra year of development for the young guys. You have Kyle one year away from being an expiring. Same with Surge. You have DeMar still at his power at the peak of his powers, probably not gonna decline. And you're looking at this as the year that yes, like you go all in and you know the fact that LeBron's not in the East anymore that kind of weighs in as well to me too and I just kind of think as good as OG and Pascal and all these guys are obviously you can't give up all of them and I'm sure that's you know not a reasonable offer that the Spurs would you know know, expect to get but just the idea of giving up one of those guys or two of those guys, I kind of, I'm all in on it. Like, they're not going to become what Kawhi Leonard is, even if it's just for one season. I think it's a shot worth taking. And maybe you can say, be, be super nihilist about it and say they're not winning the title anyway because the Warriors exist. And even if they do win the East, like it's going to end unceremoniously in the in the finals. And that's probably true. But if you're, if you're the Raptors and you're, you're sort of in this window and you've kind of accepted that you're probably not going to win a title with this team, I still think it's worth going after the biggest fish you could possibly hope to get and just sort of seeing what you can do with it and yes that's going to hurt down the road it's going to hurt a couple years from now but the point that uh someone i was talking to last night made was that a lot of these guys in the raptors like they're probably medium their median sort of projections are like pretty good role players maybe good starters but not superstars or stars even or all-stars or even guys that you would have as like fringe all-stars like The most likely outcome for all these guys is just, like, pretty good players who are significantly below Kawhi on the sort of NBA hierarchy. And even if it is just for one year, I think it's worth doing it. And also, I think it's kind of short-sighted to just say, yeah, the Raptors are going to lose Kawhi after one season. Like, this entire five-year experiment with Masai has been about building the culture of the team. To the point where this is a risk they can probably take more than a lot of other teams can. They're in a really good spot. They spend a lot of money outside of their, their team and the roster. Like they, they, they invest heavily in the organization as a whole. Masai is obviously well respected around the league. And I just think like If you're not going to bet on yourself now, like, do the Fred thing and bet on yourself being able to convince a guy to stay, then when are you ever going to do it? And, like, we saw, like, the Oklahoma City Thunder just kept Paul George after a year when it seemed like he was definitely going to leave for the Lakers. And maybe that's too easy a, a parallel to draw, but I just think where the Raptors are five years in a row making the playoffs 50 plus wins three years straight Kawhi if like all the reports are true and he wants to become like a star or whatever be be more notable than he was with the Spurs like I think that can happen in Toronto whether it's just maybe it's not like you know across the states or whatever but in Canada in particular he would be a superstar and maybe that fits what he wants I don't know but I think you've done enough as a franchise to put yourself in this position to take this risk so for me I yeah I think I'm on board just like giving up the farm to do it because I think it would be um, a worthwhile gamble, and the sort of benefit of it is that you have a top three player. You know, if it all works out perfectly in the best case situation, you have a top three player in Kawhi who maybe you convinced to stay, and then you're not looking at a rebuild down the road. You're looking at, oh, we have Kawhi as our building block when Kyle fades away, and then maybe you're looking at a couple years later, and it's like, oh, maybe this is a recruiting trip for chip for us when Giannis becomes a free agent or whatever. This is getting way ahead of ourselves, but. Like Trading for really good players like Kawhi I think is something that you should just do and it doesn't really matter what you give up because none of the stuff you have is going to end up being near what Kawhi is even just for one year. Um, Anthony, let's go I back. Are, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah,
0: I I agree with you on all of that. Me and Dan Hackett were having a conversation a few days ago on Twitter about this and I was saying, I mean, this Lakers team is weird. Yeah. This season could go very <laughs> sideways for them and if it does, that... Then L.A. doesn't look that attractive for Kawhi. LeBron's not young at all. Mm-hmm. The, those pieces might not develop. I'm not as sold on their young guys as a lot of people are. And then if the Raptors make a run through the East built around Kyle and Kawhi and Jonas, all of a sudden staying in Toronto doesn't look that bad for Kawhi. And we've never had a talent like that before. He can write his legacy in Toronto as the face of the franchise, not just the current face, but the all-time face of the franchise. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's that much of a reach to say if Kawhi Spitz ends up staying for his next contract, he goes down as the best Raptor we've ever had.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's... I don't know, Vivek, what do you think about that?
4: Well, first off, I mean, I agree with you off the top in terms of the points you made about building the culture and building a situation where you can sell a player on one year. The Raptors did that with Serge Ibaka and weren't so successful with P.J. Tucker. Mm -hmm. Um, But they did everything in their power to try and make it happen. Um, The one thing you do have to consider, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are making the assumption that, you know, Paul George with a lock to become a Laker and in one year OKC was able to convince him because of their culture I think one one thing that factors into that is the certainty of Paul George knowing he had Russell Westbrook on a long term contract Mm -hmm. the Raptors don't have that with Kyle Lowry and DeMar Rosen, right so that plays into Kawhi leaving after a year Uh, and you know whether it's teaming up with LeBron or whoever else um, I, I you know whatever happens with the Lakers will happen this year. Obviously, they're not winning a a title with that roster. Um, You know, the way the West is, it'll be interesting to see them make a playoff run. Um, But that situation, I think, will be very appealing. Um, But again, just going back to uh, that initial report of what the Spurs were looking for from the Lakers, and you're talking about, you know Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, couple of first round picks, and then I think they wanted to swap another pick too.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: If we're being real and even being comparable in that trade, as you said, all all the Raptors young guys, everyone knows they're pretty good players. That you know, may, that are maybes to be all stars.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: There's no surefire all star in there. So,
0: Ramona watch, so, had a Ramona so, Shelburne had a report out this morning that said what they're looking for is an all-star one or two young talents and a draft at a first round pick mm-hmm.
4: right so what what is what to them is a uh, one or two young talents right if it if it's one or two young talents uh, of the caliber of say Ingram or Kuzma now on the raptors side of things they probably have to give, you have to give up more than one or two young guys mm-hmm. so uh, now do the raptors have to give up Siakam and Portal and OG i don't think i do that
2: Yeah, okay, so I wanted to ask you guys about this and sort of build your ideal trade offer and sort of what you think would be sort of your extent of what you'd offer. And maybe I was being a little bit too aggressive when I said throw everything. The idea of trading both Siakam and OG does kind of terrify me because... That is sort of... You're not really hedging on the future anymore, right? Like, having one of those guys around is is a nice thing to have for... If Kawhi does leave, if not, yeah, you're kind of exposing yourself. But... Oh, there's the dog. Um, So... um, Sorry about that. No, it's all good. Dogs are good. Um, So... Yeah, I do kind of maybe would pause a little bit at the idea of giving up both OG and Pascal. I think those are the two guys, right? Like, Yak is nice. I like Yak a lot. I don't, I'm don't. i not really, you know, losing sleep over trading him for Kawhi Leonard. Same with DeLon Wright. Um, I think I'm very okay with that. It, it's the Siakam and OG. And maybe that's just, like, not, again, maybe that's not a reasonable offer for the Spurs to expect. And if you look at what the other teams seem to be offering, like, maybe that's just not... What the Spurs can anticipate receiving from the Raptors, um, so maybe you do just stop at one of those guys. But I don't know. Let's Anthony. Let's start with you. And just so just so yeah.
4: everyone that's listening is clear on this, we're all mentioning the young guys in addition to Kyle Lowry or DeRozan. Yes. Just, yeah. Right? So yeah, that's what I wanted to get to here. Yeah, because yeah. That, that's another thing just too. Before anyone jumps on us for saying, oh, we think that just those young guys are. Yeah. Not. Yeah. DeRozan,
2: I think, is kind of implied as the guy here, right? Like. Yeah. I know I had a tweet last week. There was a, a poll, I think, by TSN 1050 that, like, asked who would people want to trade in order to get Kawhi between Lowry, DeRozan, OG, or other, or nobody, I think, was the fourth option. And everyone, like, a lot of people said Lowry. I think half the people said Lowry. And I just think that that's insane. I think Lowry, the appeal of Kawhi is playing him with Lowry. Him and DeRozan, I think, are would be a nice pairing, but not quite as seamless as Lowry and Kawhi would be. Um, and I just think Larry's a better player than what DeRozan is. So if you're going to go fully in on this season, I'd rather have the better of the two players to go fully in with. Um, so yeah, one of those guys, A, just for salary matching purposes, is going to have to be in there. And also just for value purposes, what the Spurs are going to want, will also have to be in there too. Anthony, let's start with you. What is sort of the extent, what's the, the biggest, sort of most robust Raptors offer you would be comfortable with offering for Kawhi Leonard?
0: Well, I think, like, to start with, I think it's DeRozan. I don't think it's DeRozan or Lowry. Yeah. Uh, Ramona Shelburne, Zach Lowe, Brian Windhorst have all kind of said it's DeRozan. Mm-hmm. They haven't really mentioned Lowry, and I I think they know things that they aren't saying, and I think that might be one of the things, is that it probably is DeMar. My ideal trade would be him, and then you add in uh, Pascal and Yak. I would rat- far rather move those guys than the other young guys. Mm-hmm. And... Norm at a 2019 first, and we'd be taking back uh, Kawhi and Pau Gasol. Right. Because I think the Spurs would love to get rid of that contract, and maybe if we take that back, we can pick the young guys that we're settling.
2: That's a good point. Um, Yeah. Also, just to note, uh, a Kawhi plus DeRozan plus two young guys doesn't actually work. Uh, to, for salary matching purposes so that POW thing is probably something that's going to have to be incorporated unless there's like a Danny Green wrinkle thrown in there but uh, carry on
0: yeah I think that's where I would if I was in Messiah's shoes that's where I would start the offers mm-hmm. if I had to substitute in OG or Siakam I would try try to trade that for the other two young guys and make it only one young guy moves
3: Right,
2: right. that's fair so Either it's it's either Pirtle and Wright or one of Pascal or essentially. Anthony.
0: Yeah, that's what okay. I I think I would go with. Okay.
2: Um, and then first round picks, you throw in one, throw in two. What like? What's the, and uh, like protect, would, protections? I'm not protected. What What do you think?
0: I'd be willing to give them a 2019 unprotected first, mm-hmm. and if I had to throw in an extra pick. If it was the 2021 pick, I would lottery protect it, at least.
2: Yeah, I think that's uh, probably a safe bet, uh, considering the potential of Kawhi leaving. Uh, Vivek, what about you? What's your sort of max offer you would give to the Spurs?
4: Um, To be honest with you, I haven't been on the trade machine uh, at
2: all
4: <laughs> uh, for this whole deal. A uh, smart uh, decision, the, by the, the way. This is the first
2: time I fired it up. It sucks.
4: <laughs> the threshold of what Anthony's talked about... Um, sounds about right, Yeah. Um, especially with the picks. Um, The one thing I would mention, though, uh, just because I think it's worth saying, is I am open to trading Kyle Lowry. I think everyone who watches the Raptors knows that Kyle Lowry is the better player. Um, But if there was a scenario where San Antonio would be willing to take Kyle Lowry without including OG, Mm. then I would be willing to include Kyle Lowry. Because I think the idea of starting DeLon, um, and then and then you have OG and Kawhi next to DeRozan, I think that that makes things pretty exciting, especially defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's something that I would be open to. Okay. I, I think that's interesting to
0: talk about, but um, this is one, and again, this came up in Dan Hackett in my conversation on Twitter, Um Is when you bring in Kawhi, you want him to be able to play on ball, and you can't really play Demar off ball. So I don't love the fit because of that. Because like, does OG want to come or does Kawhi come in? Want to come in and really be playing kind of OG's role, Mm -hmm. where he's an off ball offensive guy? Because I mean, we saw in the Cleveland series, if Demar doesn't have the ball in his hands,
2: defenses in the playoffs just kind of ignore him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's so hard. Yeah, I mean, you're also
4: yeah. I mean, the other side of it is you, you trade Demar now. You're depending on you know Norman Powell and CJ
2: for minutes. So um, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, that's why um, that's why I had the Danny Green idea. Uh, I can't remember exactly how it works. If you throw in Norm, you throw in Danny Green, uh, and a couple other. The connotations of it it works, I think. I don't know. Uh, I totally agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the other one I've, I've looked at is if you if OG ends up being in the trade and Purtle doesn't, yeah. and you're taking back Pau Gasol, you can maybe flip Purtle in a secondary trade for a shooter on the wing.
2: Right, right. But the, the one and, thing and, there is, like, what team is taking on a center for a wing shooter, right? Like, that's not really a thing that happens right now. That's true. Fair. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, sorry, carry on. I I interrupted you there.
0: No, I, that's, I, yeah, the wing is difficult if you move tomorrow. I understand what you're saying, Vivek. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: Yeah, and I mean, you know, with Kawhi's injury, who knows, he might not be too against playing a bit more off the ball and carrying less of the ball handling responsibilities.
3: (sighs) In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to alternate routes early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
2: I, I just—it's it, hard to find a proper, like, a really good deal that I think would, that would make everyone happy. Because, yeah. like, I just think like OG is going to have to be in there. I think, or one, one of OG or Pascal, and I think probably OG is probably the higher. Value player at this point As good as Pascal is And as much as he's dropping 38, 11, and 15 At, at the Drew League um, I think OG is probably the more highly touted guy Maybe just because he's a more like-for-like replacement For Kawhi as a player uh, And skill set So, uh, yeah, that's uh, I think my ex- the extent that I would offer would be I don't know I'm trying to think if there's a way that I would be okay Giving up both OG and Pascal Along with a first-rounder And I think they would have to involve something like I don't know They don't really have any interesting players on their team to add in as, like, sweeteners. That's the thing about the Spurs. The roster is ass, and they don't really have interesting players. Like, Patty Mills is there, but the Raptors have a million point guards already. Uh, Danny Green is, in theory, pretty good, but has not been particularly good the last few seasons and makes kind of a lot of money for what he is now. Um, They can't trade Bellinelli till midway through the season or December 15th, whatever it is. I doubt they'd want to give up Deontay Murray, also another point guard. Like, it's kind of slim pickings if you're trying to sort of even out the scales a little bit to make losing one of OG or Pascal a little bit more manageable um, like Davis Bertans, like I don't think that's really moving the needle um, so I, I don't know Sorry, uh, About go a
0: week ago I was thinking that involving a third team with cap space right. as a way for either the Raptors or the Spurs to dump some salary was interesting but now we're at a point where the only team left with cap space is the Kings and they don't really have anything interesting on their roster.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem with the Kings. <laughs> <laughs> Forever the problem with the Kings. Uh let's I want to touch on the debrozen thing because if we assume that he's going to be the big piece moving out, there is like a a bit of a bummer element to that, right? Because Kawhi is this guy who kind of flaked through last season. We don't know exactly what happened, of course, and uh, you know, I'm sure Kawhi's side of the story will sort of make him seem better than what it seems from the outside. But uh, it was not the prettiest situation. And DeRozan is a almost 10 year Raptors player who has gone from being sort of an unheralded dunker to being a guy who is an All Star perennially and is just like a really good dude to root for, easy to root for, beloved in the community, all this stuff. And as much as he's not as good as Kawhi Leonard. I do think it would be a bit of a shock to the system to have DeRozan not on the team anymore and replaced with Kawhi, who is just this like robotic, very good player who has a bit of baggage attached to him now after last season. Vivek, how do you sort of view that? How do you reconcile giving up Damar, a guy who is just so beloved and will go down as one of the best rappers of all time and maybe the most loyal Raptor of all time in exchange for a guy like Kawhi?
4: Yeah, I think... Easy, easy to love. Uh, I don't know how many people would agree with that. I think he has been sort of divisive, and you know, I think that sort of comes through in all these trade talks as well, right?
2: Um, I guess maybe just as a person as opposed to an on-court player. Like, Obviously, his game has been divisive, but as a person, like, he's kind of infallible at this point.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, as you mentioned, he's done a ton for the community. Um, the personal struggles that, that he's had. Um, and playing through that, and having the season that he Sky, had. Sky, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought I thought I muted my mic. Then. You I did not, but
2: really that's sorry. okay.
4: <laughs> I think that's going to be the best part of the podcast. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> I'm sorry, Vivek. <with> <laughs> um. Yeah. So you, you look at Demar, what he's done. Obviously, that would be a loss. But I mean, I think at the end of the day, if you pull off the deal where you get Kawhi. I, I think people will be able to move on and happily give him a standing ovation uh, when he comes back. and mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure he'll have a big thank you letter, uh, whether it's on the Players Tribune or the Toronto Star or wherever it may be. Um, so I think it'll be a happy divorce um, because of who would be coming back. And I think I, I don't think people will be too upset just because it'll be
0: Kawhi coming back. Anthony, any uh, differing opinions there? It's, it's not really a secret for people who follow me on Twitter that I've never been a huge fan of DeMar's game, but right. you you can't ask for a better ambassador for the organization. And like The off-court stuff, he's amazing. He's everything you could want out of a star, and it's, it is going to be hard to see that guy go. And Masai will face a lot of backlash if he makes the trade and then Kawhi walks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is the risk you kind of have to take 27 year old MVP candidates don't hit the trade market very often. Mm-hmm. And it, it hurts it. And it, you know, when you're trading for a, for a guy like Kawhi, when those guys do move, it's going to hurt to trade for them. It has to, because that's who they are. So I think like Vivek said, it's, you know, it, it's going to be something where there's going to be a lot of emotion on both sides if it happens. I hope, DeMar's got a relationship with Greg Popovich already. I I would hope that if the trade happens like that, he's on board with it. And he I hope he can do well in San Antonio if that happens.
2: Yeah, it's not like you're sending him to the Kings or Memphis or something, right? Like, I feel like that would be, that, that would be doing him a little bit dirty to send him to a crappy organization. Maybe the Spurs yeah. are about to become crap, but they still have Pop for now. And they always seem to kind of work their way through these things. But, um, yeah, I think that's a bit of a more show of goodwill than sending him to some just bumfuck nowhere organization that is going nowhere. Um, But, yeah, it's not easy, right? Like it's and I think if you, you know, compound it by throwing in a guy like OG who's already so beloved and, you know, has flashed so much potential and is like one of the best prospects the Raptors have had quite literally – ever like he's on the short list right it's kind of crazy but like it's not like they've drafted particularly well in their history um and to have a guy who's this exciting at least this decade he's the most exciting prospect this decade and to move on from him like that it would be a little bit I think disappointing for Raptors fans and I think it would take until the season started I bet there's some apprehension going into the year for what to happen and then I I do think Vivek like alluding to what you said like you're ten, 10 games into the year, they're 8 and 2, and Kawhi's averaging 25 with four steals a game and looking like every bit like Kawhi Leonard, and I think people are probably okay with it. So uh, I'm with you guys there, too. It would be tough. It would be a tough pill to swallow. If there was a way around it to do it without giving up DeMar, awesome, but I don't think there is. And okay, here's an idea. Actually, this was posted to me last night as well. What if you could find a way to do Surge plus both OG and Pascal? What if that is something that interested – and th- this doesn't seem like something the Spurs want. They seem like they want an all-star in return. But if you yeah. were to give up something like Surge plus OG and Pascal and go in with DeMar, Kawhi, and Kyle as your big three for next season and say, all right, like this is what we're doing. We're going with this team. We're going to roll with it. You're, obviously, there's some holes there without Pascal and Surge on the team. But if you could get out that Surge money – Does that make it worth giving up both OG and Pascal? Just in theory. This is not probably on the table, nor will it be. Uh, Anthony, what do you think?
0: I would probably do it, but that's tough. (laughs) Um, I don't know that that's better than the DeMar trade. I, I, like... I don't know if that makes the Raptors a better team than the DeMar DeMar trade just because of that big hole you would have at the four. Mm -hmm. And and I don't know how you would fill that.
2: The Raptors Uh, having a hole at the four? Never heard that before. (laughs) What's Tupac up to? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's
4: go there. Um, Yeah, I think the the four would be a big concern. Yeah. Ultimately, I think you, in the end, you do it, and then you just figure things out. Just because the opportunity to keep both your all stars and add Kawhi, I mean, I think I think you would have to pull the trigger. I, I would feel so bad for Spurs fans though,
2: having to watch Ibaka and Lamarcus Aldridge in the same front court and Rudy <laughs> Gay.
4: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, yeah, I just don't see that being a realistic option. Um, one thing I think that is being overlooked. Um in a deal that does bring Kawhi and is on one side, the uncertainty. I don't think you look at how stable the Raptors franchise has been. Mm. Um, that this, this would be the Raptors taking on a ton of uncertainty as well. Obviously not knowing what Kawhi will do. Um, you assume that some young pieces are going. So now you've got that rebuild ahead of you, um, without a couple of the pieces that maybe you pictured it with initially. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other side, thats this is... If the Raptors do swing for the fences and bring in Kawhi, this is an extreme amount of pressure to put on a first-year head coach. Yeah. In Nick Nurse. Yeah.
2: That's fair. Uh,
4: I think with Kawhi, it's
0: worth keeping in mind that up until the injury happened, he was a model citizen in San Antonio. Yeah. Yes, and um, a lot of
4: it is Uncle Dennis.
0: Like... Up until the injury happened, they thought he was going to be their franchise face forever. Mm -hmm. And then the injury happened. And I think there's so much that we don't know around that injury that it's so hard to say who's really at fault. Because, like, did he really get misdiagnosed by the team doctor and then they tried to convince him to play when he wasn't healthy? Because if that happened, especially after all the Isaiah Thomas stuff that's happened in the last two years... Like, I kind of understand where Kawhi's coming from. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so, this is going to be a really good book ten years from now, what the hell happened with him and the Spurs. So, I mean, maybe all the baggage
4: that we're seeing with him right now doesn't actually carry forward to the next team. Yeah, <laughs>
0: you know, it could you know, just um, be
2: a Spurs-specific thing, right? That is something I would consider, too. It's...
4: It could also be an Uncle Dennis thing.
2: Goddamn yep. Uncle Dennis. <laughs> Maybe they and could maybe, do some. Maybe they maybe some, they can pull some customs gymnastics and make it so they don't. They, they it's harder for Uncle Dennis to come up with Kawhi. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, and maybe just getting Nick Nurse and Masai and Kawhi into the locker room helps get around the Uncle Dennis issue. Yeah. Because, like, as far as keeping him, you know that the day he arrives in Toronto, he's going to be saying. I want to go to L.A. next year. You know that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not about what he says the day he arrives. It's about what he says at the end of the season. And you're trading to have a year to try to sell him on staying. And, you know, all that culture stuff you guys were talking about earlier, that helps a lot.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think we've kind of exhausted this from all angles, and we're going pretty long here. So I think I'm going to wrap this thing up. Um, I don't know, any parting shots though before we wrap this thing, Vivek, any parting, the uh, uh, Kawhi sh- shots or uh, anything surrounding this whole thing that you want to get off your chest?
3: Uh, no, I think
4: if anything today's uh, report from Woj might cool things off a bit just to see all the other teams that are in the mix. Um, I think up until today with all the stuff about the Raptors being favorites and being in the driver's seat um now you sort of see that there are a bunch of other teams in play so maybe that'll cool things down a bit and obviously the report about needing to see him and what he looks like in training camp it looks like there probably won't be a trade till teams have a good gauge of where he's at so you yeah. know maybe i'll cool off for the next little bit
2: well that's not good we need the content this is this is we need daily well
4: you can count on raptors fans <laughs> and everyone else to Keep it going for the next week or so I'm just saying there might not be a trade Or (laughs) any big news (laughs) until then (laughs) Anthony anything
2: else
0: Give it a day or two And there'll be a a report out there That Uncle Dennis wants the Spurs To uh, trade him before the Team USA minicamp (laughs) Because he doesn't want uh, Pop and Kawhi in the same locker
2: room Well (laughs) The trade isn't done (sighs) This is so weird. Uh, I, my last thing is that regardless of what happens here, the Raptors are in a very good spot. If they get Kawhi and give up a lot of their future to do it, then they have Kawhi with freaking Leonard on their team, and that's great. That's going to be awesome for next season. It'll be something new. It'll be the change that I think a lot of people have wanted to see the last few seasons as they've kind of run it back a couple years in a row. Um, if you come in with something new in Kawhi Leonard, like you can sell that pretty easily to the fan base. Uh, I think you know, combined with Nick Nurse as well. And if they don't end up getting him, they still have OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam and DeMar DeRozan for three more years, maybe two, but probably three, and that's also very nice. And they'll be very good next season in a depressed Eastern Conference with no LeBron, and the chance of making the finals is still very much on the table as we wait to see what happens with the Celtics and the Sixers. Um, Neither of those teams have made like a death blow move this summer, so that's good. Um, So either way, I think the Raptors are going to be pretty okay here, assuming that the Sixers don't end up trading for Kawhi. That would suck, but still the Raptors will be very good and win lots of games and probably beat the hell out of some really bad teams and win like 64 games or some shit like that.
0: If I could just say one more thing. And longtime Raptors fans, how cool is it, though, that an MVP candidate is on the trade market and the Raptors are in the driver's seat? Like, if you remember the Raptors' history, this is just kind of unbelievable.
2: Things have changed, man. It's, uh like Jermaine O'Neal is like the biggest trade they've ever made and it's like oh Jermaine O'Neal fringy all star awesome uh, this is very different than that and obviously we know how that worked out but um, yeah this is great the Raptors are in a very good spot regardless I think I feel like I every, end every single podcast saying that but it's not a bad thing to remind people of that regardless of what happens the Raptors are doing alright comparatively um, so uh, I think that's going to do it Anthony do you have anything you want to plug where can people find your work
0: I'm um mostly on Raptors Republic right now uh, I've got a couple other things I'm working on for the fall but uh, right now on Raptors Re- Republic and on my Twitter at Anthony S M Doyle, and I tweet way too much
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vivek anything that you want to plug right now
4: um, I'll have a story out tomorrow just looking back on Nick Nurse at Summer League and what kind of first impressions he made and if there's anything to read into it um yeah, you can find that on SportsNet tomorrow tomorrow morning.
2: Right on. Uh at the Jacob as always, you can find me at Woodley Sean. Subscribe, rate review on iTunes. It's the best way to support the show and it takes no time, it takes no money Uh, And I very much appreciate it. it, It's just, it's such a kind thing of you to do to take a couple minutes out of your day to uh, help us, you know, move up the rankings and make us more visible and all that good stuff. Uh, Well over 100 ratings on iTunes now, so I appreciate every single one of those and everyone that will come in the future. Uh, I'm not sure when we'll do another podcast. We're kind of moving away from the daily thing for now because there's not that much going on. Probably like three a week will be my guess for the next little while Um, now that Summer League is over. Maybe I'll do a podcast with someone who actually watched Summer League and kind of learn about that because i did not watch a second of it and i kind of loved it um so we will uh maybe revisit that later this week Till then uh thank you so much we will talk to you next time on locked on raptors
4: hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today